Welcome, welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and this is my pod. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Um, you can always reach out to me at accordingtostupid at gmail.com, as well as uh, at the uh, uh, Accord to Stupid on Twitter. Uh, we got an email back, and I did not respond yet, uh, and I actually haven't even read it, so I'm pulling pretty much, uh, what I, uh, usually do for reading the Bible. And, um, so we're gonna read it together, and then, uh, eventually, uh, later on this week, I'll, I'll post what my response is, and hopefully there'll be another email, and it'll be kind of this big thing, um, sort of deal. So, let's read together, and see what, uh, they've, they've said. Uh, John, we've been having our regular public Sunday discourses on Zoom while the virus is still around. Um, the speaker was from et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't know if I should mention it. I probably won't. Um, I'd like to share some good points that he brought out. Talking with, the, with his disciples, Jesus alerted them, them uh, that they would have problems. But just as Jesus conquered the world, they could also. Hmm. John sixteen thirty one to 33 By this we believe that you came from God, his disciples addressing Jesus. Jesus is sort of like, all right, we believe. Jesus answered them, do you believe now? Look, the hour is coming, indeed it is come, when each one of you will be scattered to his own house, and you will leave me alone. But I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, so that by means of me you may have peace. In the world you have, uh, in the world... Uh, you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Nito. While on earth, Jesus left the model for us, both by his ransom of humans and by, uh, and by our seeing how he conducted himself while on earth. As Jesus trained his disciples, they did just so. He told them they would be hated. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 40 You must love Jehovah your God with all your whole heart and with your whole soul and with your whole mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. The second, like it, is this. You must love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, the whole law hangs and the prophets. So Jesus taught them they needed to love Jehovah and neighbor. When on earth, Jesus made God's name known. John seventeen three. This means everlasting life. They're coming to know you, the only true God, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. And, John seventeen twenty six. I have made your name known to them, and will make it known, so that the love with which you loved may, uh, me, the, sorry, we'll redo. I have made your name known to them, and will make it known, so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in union with them. This is how Jesus' disciples conquered the world and how we can too. Notice how Paul felt, Romans 8.37-39. On the contrary, in all these things we are coming off completely victorious through the one who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor governments nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other creation will be able to separate us from God's love that is in Christ's, uh, Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul believed that no one will be able to separate us from God through our love and faith of Jehovah. Next email will help us see how we can be victorious over the ruler of this world, Satan. So, there's that. Uh, we're back to it, which I'm very happy. Uh, after a week or two of, of not being um, in it. Uh, and that's nice that we are kind of getting back to things. And I think they bring up some good points with my first kind of reading. And I'm like, alright, okay, I can pick some of this stuff up. 
Um, I still have some of my own little issues that I'm going to bring up uh, probably in the next episode. So um, here we go with uh, our actual reading. Uh, so we're in Second Kings, reading from KingJamesBibleOnline.org. Uh, we're on chapter 18. Um, and here's kind of what's been going on. It's been a lot of just hopping back and forth, and people are just killing each other. Um, and we had a bit yesterday, or not yesterday, last time, um, where God once again sends a bunch of lions to kill a bunch of people. And he takes all the Israelites, not necessarily Israel as the place, but it seems like Israel the people, um, and kills a bunch of them with lions. Um, which, neato, but like, it, it's also, <clears throat> seems to me in these early chapters, uh, or books, I suppose, that um, God likes to punish the masses as opposed to the individual. And maybe, you know, maybe in his D&D creation thing, he's only got, you know, very large spells like Lightning Bolt and, and, um, and Fireball, where it's just like, you know, fuck you, everybody in this particular room, um, which seems to be kind of the way we're at right now. Um, but we're going to see. Maybe some stuff kind of changes in the, these next couple of chapters. And we're going to wrap this up um, in one, two, two, four, six, probably about uh, in two weeks, um, depending on how much I get a hair up my ass to start really knocking this out. Um, and we'll go from there. We'll see what happens. Um, chapter 18. Uh, now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother name also was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. He removed the high places, and brake the images, and cut down the groves, and brake in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made for unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense in it, to it. Uh, and he called it Nehushtan. Okay, so all the other times we had these high places that they burned stuff, and I thought it was a good thing, but apparently it's not a good thing. So this guy removes it. Uh, he trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. So apparently Moses put up a snake statue. I don't really re recall, but why the fuck would he do that? But eh, here we are. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. He smote the Philistines, even unto Gaza, and the borders thereof, and the tower of the watchman to the fenced city. So we're killing Philistines again. And it came to pass in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, uh, which was the seventh year of Hosea, son of Allah, king of Israel, that uh, Shal Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. And at the end of three years they took it, even in the sixth year of Ezekiah. Uh, that is the ninth year of Hosea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. All right, we're starting to take stuff back. And the king of Assyria did carry away Israel unto Assyria, and put them in Hala and in Haber, by the river of Gozem, and in the cities of the, uh, of the Medes, because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant, and all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded, and would not hear them, nor do them. Hmm. All right. Now in the fourteenth year of king Hezekiah did Sennacherib king of Assyria, come up against all the fenced cities of Judah, and took them. 
And Ezekiah king of Judah sent to the king of Assyria to Lashish, saying, I have offended, return from me. That which thou puttest on me will I bear. Um, and the king of Assyria pointed unto Hezekiah king of Judah three hundred talents of silver and thirty talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house. At that time did Hezekiah cut off the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord, and from the pillars which Hezekiah king of Judah had overlaid, and gave it to the king of Assyria. Here you go, here's some doors for you. And the king of Assyria sent Tartan, and Rabsaris, and Rabshakeh, and uh, from Leshesh, to king Hezekiah with a great host against Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem, and when they were come up, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the fuller's field. All right, so they got a big-ass army, and they're standing right there at the main road. And when they called to the king, there came out to them uh, Eliakim, the son of Hilakiah, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. So a bunch of, you know politicians. And Rabshakeh said unto them, Speak ye now, Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this wherein thou trustest? Thou sayest, But they are but vain words, I have counsel and strength for the war. Now on whom dost thou trust, that thou rebellest against me? He seems to be walking into a trap, which I think uh, our man here, who's been starting to make some more war on the Philistines, is going to be like, God's on my side? Now behold, thou truest uh, upon the staff of this bruised reed, even upon Egypt, on which, if a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh king of Egypt unto all that trust on him. But if ye say unto me, We trust in the Lord our God, is not that he, whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah hath taken away, and hath heard to uh, said to Judah and Jerusalem, he shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. So he's like, hey, if you say you're worshiping, if you're going to have God on your side, but you tore down all those uh, those incense burners and uh, uh, burnt offering places that was supposed to be in the middle of Jerusalem, and you have not done that. So why the fuck are you doing this, motherfucker? And we're going to come in and kill all of you. Which sounds like the way they're going to go, but maybe I misread it. <coughs> all right. Now therefore, I pray thee, give pledges to my lord, the king of Assyria, and I will deliver thee two thousand horses, if thou be able on thy part to set riders upon them. How wilt thou? How then wilt thou turn away the face of one captain of the least of my master's servants, and put thy trust on Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Hmm. So he's like, so I'm going to give you a bunch of horses, but um, you know what are you going to do if I don't? Because are you going to turn to Egypt for, you know, chariots and shit? Because uh, remember how that turned out? Am I now come up without the Lord against the place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. <laughs> he might have, fuck. Uh, and so, <laughs> so again, we have God going, talking to potentially two different people. This guy could be lying, but we don't really know. Then said Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna and Joah unto Rabshakeh, speak, I pray thee, to thy servants in the Syrian language, for we understand it, and talk not with us in the Jews' language in the ears of the people that are not on the wall. But Rabshakeh said unto them, Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Hath he not sent me to the men to, with which to sit on the wall, that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? Good fun. 
Then Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus, thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Make an agreement with me by a present, and come out to me, and then eat ye every man of his own vine, and every man of his fig tree, and drink ye every one of the waters of his cistern. Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, uh, a land of oil, olive, and of honey, that ye may live and not die, and hearken not unto Hezekiah, he who persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. So he's starting to talk underneath him, being like, Hey man, if I, I'm more than happy to just let you guys join us and be like, hey, all right, we're going to do it, and we're going to have this big-ass party. Everyone's going to come out. They're going to bring their own food. It's going to be this big-ass picnic out here, and we're going to make friends here. And I was also told not for him, not for us to believe that you know God is following this Hezekiah guy because he's probably lying to you folks. Get what I'm saying here? Um, so just throwing it out there that... You know, should you trust a guy who says he's got the Lord on his side when he's telling me to destroy the damn place? So we're kind of at odds here. Anyway, um, hath any of the gods of the nation delivered at all his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Oh, good point. Uh, where are the gods of Hamath and of Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharavim, Hina, and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of mine hand? Who are they among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of mine hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of mine hand? He makes a good point. But the people held their peace and answered him not a word. For the king's commandment was, saying, Answer him not. Shut the book up. Then came Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and Joah, and the son of the quarter of Hezekiah, with their clothes rent, and told him the words of Rabshakeh. Hmm. All right, chapter 19. So we have this like, who is God? And I'm telling you right now that I have killed other people who have worshipped other gods, and they said that their God was on their side, and I have rent them from this planet. But who is this next one? I'm prepared to face him. Uh, chapter 19. And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and the elders, the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah, the prophet and son, uh, the prophet, the son of Amaz. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble, and of rebuke, and blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. It may be the Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, hath sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that are left. He's like, we don't really have a whole lot of people, and I hope God hears us. I imagine he does, eventually. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah, sa Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Hmm. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own, ha in his own land. 
So Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, weird, for he had heard that he was departed from Lashish. And when he heard say of Tirhaka, king of Ethiopia, behold, he is come out to fight against thee, he sent messengers again unto Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God, in whom thou trustest, deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered. Farida asked, Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rezeph, and the children of Eden, which were in Thelazar? Where is the king of Hamath, and the king of Arpad, and the king of the city of Sephar, Arvaim, of Hena, and Iva, and Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. This is what he's saying to me, man. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord, said, O God, O Lord, God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear open. Lord, thine eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib. Uh, which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they have destroyed them. I like that one. This little section is pretty great. Um, but we have a desperate man asking God for help. Now, therefore, O Lord... Our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Then Isaiah, the son of Amaz, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word that the Lord hath spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, hath despised thee, and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem hath shaken her head at thee. Whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed? And against whom hast thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thine eyes on high, even against the Holy One of Israel? By thy messengers thou hast reproached the Lord, and hast said, With the multitude of my chariots I am come up to the height of the mountains to the sides of Lebanon, and will cut down the tall cedar trees thereof, and the choice fir trees thereof. And I will enter into the lodgings of his borders, and into the forest of his Carmel. Okay. I have digged and drunk strange waters. With the sole of my feet have I dried up all of the rivers of besieged places. Hast thou not heard long ago how I have done it, and of ancient times that I have formed it. Now I have brought it to pass, and that thou shouldst be to lay waste fenced cities into ruinous heaps. Therefore their inhabitants were of small power. They were dismayed and confounded. They were as the grass of the field, and as the green herb, as the grass on the housetops, and as corn blasted before it be grown up. But I know thy abode, and thy going out, and thy coming in, and thy rage against me. Because thy rage against me and thy tumult is come up into mine ears. Therefore I will put my hook in thy nose, and my bridle in thy lips, and I will turn thee back by the way by which thou camest. And this shall be a sign unto thee. Ye shall eat this year, which, uh, uh, ye shall eat this year such things as grow of themselves, and of a second year, uh, that, which, that which springeth of the same. And in the third year sow ye, and reap, and plant vineyards, and eat the fruits thereof. So things are going to work out. 
And the remnant that is escaped in the house of Judah shall yet again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that escape out of Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts, shall do this. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come unto this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake, and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians an hundred fourscore and five thousand. Holy shit. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt in Nineveh. Uh, and it came to pass that he worshipped in the house of Nisroch, his god, and Adramalek, and Shalre- Shaurezer, his son, smote him with the sword. Oh, fuck. And they escaped into the land of Armenia, and uh, Esarhaddon, his son, reigned in his stead. So we had this big fight with the um, Assyrians, and the Assyrian people were like, we're just going to do these sort of things. Fuck, I'm not talking to you, Siri. Um... And so uh, so he comes up, they're like, God help us out, and God went, you know what, I still promised that I would save Jerusalem and keep it safe and all this stuff, especially for David, fucking David, because we will never see his like again, and sent an angel and killed a hundred and something crazy amount of people. And um, the king took off, and eventually that little prophet uh, prophecy, I guess, from Isaiah um, came around. It came around that he would uh, be killed in his own... Um, land by his own son, which seems to be a, a, a thing that keeps happening in the Bible with some of these uh, some of these folks who are uh, be going to become king, being like, you know what, I should really off dad. I should really just take him out. Um, that's our uh, episode for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, I'll have more this week, of course, and of course my response, and hopefully a response to that. Um, so it might be a couple of emails, w- emails with the next um, uh, episode or so. Uh, so keep posted to that. Thank you so much for listening. Please submit, share, etc., etc. Um, website is still forthcoming. I imagine it'll be ready to go in a couple of weeks when I get some time to really kind of work on it. Um, and uh, there we go. Thank you so much. And you've been gospel to by the stupid. <laughs>